Hello and welcome back to our third podcast. Today I'm here with Noel Carlton, Acacia DeGalic, Yvette Rojas, Thomas Williams, and Angelina de Santiago. Today we're going to talk about the ending of the book Frankenstein, and we're like usual, we're going to start off with the summaries. So, Miss Noel, would you like to go first? Okay. <laughs> Wait, who's timing? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I to... would, but I don't think it's a bright idea after I screwed up last time. <laughs> Here, I'll... I, I will time. Okay. Okay. Okay, just tell me when to go. All right, are you ready, man? Sure. Your mark, get set, go. Okay, so Victor's stuck in prison and finds out that Henry was the one that was murdered. Then Victor gets sick, and as he recovers, his father visits and stays with him until he's released. The two head back to Geneva, but Victor's illness forces him to stop in Paris, where he gets a letter from Elizabeth, which reminds him of the creature's threats. When he returns to Geneva, he marries Elizabeth, but is still worried about the threats. And then the creature kills Elizabeth that night instead of him. He returns to his father, but his father soon dies. After the many deaths of his loved one, he swears to get his revenge. He searches for the monster and meets Walton, but Victor unfortunately dies before he can get revenge. Okay, I'm done. And time. Okay. Wait, you literally did that in like three seconds. Before time. <laughs> yeah, I only ever get half of my name. All right, Yvette, then become Eminem and rap. Okay, it's turn. Okay, on your mark. Wait, it's my turn. Oh. Okay, so ready? Set, go. Victor finds out his close friend Henry dies from the creature and he goes to jail after he was suspected doing it and he gets ill and his father travels to see him. He goes back home and along the way he stops so that he can take a rest and get better. He communicates with Elizabeth assuring her that he's completely fine but he's nervous because the creature said that he'll be there on his wedding day. He goes back home and as his mother wished they start the wedding um, with between Victor and Elizabeth and their wedding they travel to a cottage after and so Victor goes to look for the creature but then finds out that Elizabeth and time. Died. Okay. <laughs> that was oh. pretty good I don't want to okay low key I gave you five more seconds I thought you were going to finish your sentence but it's fine <laughs> okay alright Miss Yvette are you ready uh no but yeah go ahead okay ready yeah set Okay, so Victor finds out the person murdered was Henry. He falls sick and he goes to jail. His dad shows up, and when he's released, they head for Geneva. They stop in Paris. He talks to Elizabeth uh, via letters, obviously. And then he gets back home to Geneva. They get married. They go off. The creature kills um, Elizabeth, and obviously Victor freaks out. He goes back. He sees his dad. His dad dies. Uh, So he goes, wants revenge, and he ends up in uh, time. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Who will, who's the other time, Thomas? All time. Okay. Ready, set, go. Okay, so basically, um, oh, I really got my summary. I was thinking in my head. Okay. <laughs> so basically, on the wedding night, uh, Frank, the monster killed Elizabeth, you know, very sad, and then later soon, his dad dies, and which makes Victor get more upset has a thrive or, like, a sudden urge to kill the monster now because of what's happened. And during that, he basically kills himself, which I don't really understand. But anyways, and the victim tries to tell the creature that has killed Elizabeth, no one listen, and then he Time. meets Walton. And she, okay. <laughs> that's probably one of my worst summaries, but that's okay. It was 34 seconds. Oh. <laughs> All right, Miss Angelina, are you ready? Um, hold on, wait, 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 wait. 
Okay, I believe I'm ready. Okay, Perfect. on your mark. Get set. Wait, go. <laughs> um, Victor is taken to court where witnesses testify against him, claiming that they found the body of a man along the beach that they thought Victor had killed. But once Victor realizes it's his friend Henry, he becomes ill and, oh, and go. Um, but then his father visits him. But since his father sees that he's so ill, they take him back to Geneva, but they stop at Paris to recover. And in Paris, he receives a letter from Elizabeth reminding him of the threat the creature had put upon them. And they go back to Geneva, get married, but then Elizabeth... And time. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I was like almost done. Well, time to vote. I vote Noel. I didn't vote Noel. You got it in time and under three seconds. Well, three seconds before time. So basically, she did it in 27 seconds. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Which is very impressive, Loki. <laughs> okay, well, that was our summaries. And we'll be right back with our first topic. Sponsor- and our commercial is sponsored by McDonald's. Wait, can we- I'm loving it. And welcome back. Uh, we're going to start with question number one. Thomas? And it says, In a fever after the death of Clerval Frankenstein, imagines the creature attacking him. Towards morning, I was possessed by a kind of nightmare. I felt the, friends, I felt the fiend's gasp in my neck, and I could not free myself from it. It groans and cries ring in my ears. Besides the monster actually killing Victor, what could his foreshadow or symbolize? Would anyone like to start? Um, I'll start. Um, so I chose that it would, I think that it symbolizes like his struggles and hardships with the making of the creature and like all that guilt and shame, like that the creature has caught, like put upon him from like the creature's doings, like has like finally caught up to him. Uh, to add on to that, I think it shows that Victor, um, that Victor only now sees him as like, an evil person like an evil creature not like as a person or like at the same level he just like thinks of him only in a bad way and he's that like, he's scared of him i kind of thought about this as in the foreshadow event i think that the monsters uh i thought this like victor's well i thought i can't talk this foreshadowed victor's death in the monster's death as well i said if if victor dies the monster loses parts of himself as of when Victor dies, because his, that's his creator. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, because of how we talked about earlier in the last podcast, how this is what people see as Victor, the monster himself. And so I'm thinking that's part of him as well. And I think Frankenstein's death suggests that he's not learned from much from his own story and his final class from the cause of this pursuit into the monster. And then with his own words, he says, yet yeah, why do I say this? I have myself been blasted in these hopes, yet another may succeed. Instead of learning from his mistakes, one mistake led to another and which caused him to die. So that's my train of thought. Not only that, but I think it also like um like it shows uh Victor's like want to get away from all of this and like he's ready to die at this point, you know, like he's done with everything and the only yeah. thing right now is I mean at this point Elizabeth's still alive. So for Elizabeth I guess, but also for to get revenge on this creature. To add on 
again. <laughs> when we, when I, I said this a couple podcasts ago, but I was saying that the main source of his life and the reason that he was staying alive was because of Elizabeth. Uh-huh. So do you think now, because since Elizabeth is gone, he just he doesn't see a point of life anymore? I think he just doesn't see the happiness in life anymore because of what had happened. Like, mm-hmm. his wife died, which is really sad, especially for, I'm assuming, like, back in those times, it was hard to even, like, find love and, like, find, like, a person you feel happy with. Mm-hmm. And, like, with someone like him being, I don't want to say weird, but just different, it must have been hard for him to be out getting out there and, like, having to try to find love. So when his own creation killed his, like, lo- his, what's it called? Soulmate, love life, whatever. His first only love. <laughs> um, His first love or whatever. And it just hurt him even more from the fact that, I guess, quote-unquote, his own, like, son, which I call the monster. Mm-hmm. But this led to, like, him just feeling, like, more depressed. Right. Which wasn't good for him or his health, mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I have a quote from page 208. He said, those were the last moments of my life during which I enjoyed the feeling of happiness, which goes with what Thomas just said, how he doesn't experience like happiness anymore. He's depressed, yeah. but he does have a goal, which is to get revenge for all the people that died because of him. Mm-hmm. He wants to kill the monster because of him. Yeah. I agree. Let me stop a minute. Um, I also said this symbolizes, like, his guilt feeling on him. I know, um, I think it was Angelina, you said this earlier or something? Yeah. 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 So I said it symbolizes the guilt feeling on him because, like, the groans and the cries could be, like, Williams, Justine's, and Henry's groans mm-hmm. and cries that ring in his ears, even though he didn't actually hear them. And then it foreshadows the death of his wife. I think we already said that. But... <laughs> Sponsored by Arby's, we have the meat for sandwiches. And welcome back. Uh, we are Thank here- you, Arby's, for this wonderful commercial. Yes, thanks, Arby's. We're here with question number two. Sponsored by Arby's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so given the creature's threat to be with you on your wedding night, why does Victor get married anyway? And in what ways does he seem resigned to his fate at this point? To start off, I'd like, so kind of what we're talking about last question, Uh I think he already, like, understands and he believes that, like, he's already knows he's going to die. And so, like, Mm -hmm. might as well still get married to Elizabeth while he has, like, chance. Yeah. I was, uh, thinking because earlier in the book when the creature originally gave this threat, in the immediate Mm -hmm. aftermath of that, Victor was convinced that, um, the creature was going to kill him on his wedding night, that that Mm -hmm. was going to be Victor's last night to live. Yes. And I don't once remember, like, Victor ever considering him killing Elizabeth on the wedding night rather than him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought he... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I thought he thought more about, like, himself Uh and didn't think about the people around him. And he was like, it's okay if I die because he was fine with it. But it was, like, more heartbreaking because, like, Elizabeth died and he actually really cared about her. Then I feel like more... He didn't really care about himself, but he cared about her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I already. 
Okay, I agree with what, like, you, like, and um, Yvette were saying, because, like, I also wrote something similar saying that, like, Victor was so sure that the creature would kill him on his wedding day and not Elizabeth, so he, like, he probably just thought, might as well go out, like, somewhat happy, you know, like, with, like, my love, like, by my side, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also, um, he also said that if he died, then he would be put out of his misery, but if the creature died, he would also be put out of his misery. So either way, it would be like he's winning. That's yeah. why. And then like everyone was saying, like he believed that he was going to get killed, but he also thought that he could fight back the creature, mm-hmm. and he thought he could maybe win. But yeah, he didn't consider the fact that he might murder Elizabeth instead. I think. Oh, oh. sorry, oh. sorry. Even <laughs> even first indication. Okay. I was just saying that I think that like. Like with no what no I was saying or how Victor thought he could like maybe fight back and kill the monster, that like if he did like this wedding would have been the first step in like rebuilding his life you know because mm-hmm. like he would have been happy with Elizabeth and the monster would have been gone so that would have been lifted even though he'd still have the guilt of everybody else's death. Yeah, it was like his last chance at happiness, and then she yeah. dies so that's sad. You can go. <laughs> I also think that he didn't want to upset Elizabeth because when he was coming back home, she kept asking if, like, he was okay and he was, like, reassuring her that he was, like, all right and, like, didn't really talk about the death and things like that Mm -hmm. because he wanted her to be happy. And so I think that was, like, a main part of it because she wanted to still get married to him. So he was like, I'm going to still get married, like, for her. Yeah. Thomas, what do you have to say? Oh, um... Like what Noelle said uh, with that win-win situation for him, when she said that, and like in my head, I don't know why this popped up, but it kind of reminded me of, of like the yin-yang symbol with um the monster having that dark side with that inner light in that one side and the other side with Victor having all the light in that little part of the dark side. But in my head, I think that's also switched as if I think Victor is the cause of all of this because mm-hmm. he created this thing. And part of me feels like this also is like Elizabeth's death is caused by him because of this monster and if this monster wasn't made this wouldn't have happened you know it's Mm -hmm. it's all leading to Victor himself it's kind of like a circle he like learns something new Uh, a new event happens this event either happens in a good way or a bad way if it happens in a good way it stops there but when it's a bad way it goes back to himself leading to it being the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's just interesting to me to see that his like own like lover gets killed from him. Yeah. Yeah, Victor creating the monster eventually puts like so many burdens on him and like mm-hmm. once like Elizabeth died from it, it was just like like torture for him because like yeah. Now that, like, this thing that he created that he thought would be, like, amazing, like, kill the love of his life, it's, like, it just devastated him. Do you think it was the right choice to have the wedding? Um, I do. Yeah. I I think it was. Me too. Because I feel like he would have still killed Elizabeth even if they didn't have the wedding. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, they would still come after, and at least they had that one little moment together. At least he got to see her, like... Again, in a wedding um, dress. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now time for our next commercial, sponsored by Subway. And welcome back. Thank you, Subway, for sponsoring our commercial. And now, Miss Angelina, would you like to read the next question? Sure, Thomas. So this is a question. <laughs> this is a question. This... Thomas, let her I'm this third question is this section brings another parallel between Frankenstein and Walton they are both faced with demands from a third party the creature demands that Frankenstein make a companion Walton's crew demands they turn back for home before they all die as we know Frankenstein ultimately refuses while Walton obeys Walton has many similarities to Frankenstein but he ultimately falls short of Frankenstein's extremism compare and contrast their characters what do they have in common? Where do they differ? Well, both are driven by a certain goal that like Walton wants to explore the world and Frankenstein wants to create the monster. They both want an adventure in some sort. But Frankenstein, I think we said this earlier, he forgot about everyone. He thinks about himself first. And Walton, he thinks about others and he knows his limits, which is why Walton decided to turn back during their adventure. Yeah, I um well me and Angelina were talking about this before we started because um we needed this. But um we were talking about how like uh well, like they both ultimately made the right decision in the end. Right? But Walton started there like right away. They were like we need to turn back. Uh we don't want to continue and he was like okay, great, let's go. Like because he was thinking of the greater good of his crew when like Frankenstein first like started thinking about himself and the guilt he would have had if he didn't create the creature because he thought it was his responsibility and then he later started thinking about the greater good of like the people. Yeah, like like um going like kind of off of what Yvette said, like Walton agreed like right away to like go back because he thought of the safety of his crew first. Like he committed to that option. While Frankenstein, like throughout like all the like decisions he had to make is kinda like wishy-washy with it like he like thinks like something is right but then he like goes back and he like goes forth but then like the last decision like with the creation of the second monster like he decides to destroy it mm-hmm. i agree <laughs> i also um, think oh i'm sorry thomas there you go. um i also think that walton was like an outside person so he didn't really like bias like their like opinions and like what they were thinking because they were like oh let's do this and the other person was like no let's do this so I think he was like he was able to see like each other's like point of view and understand which I think is very relatable to like our world because a lot of people like we need an outside person to be like the mediator um I kind of thought as like both of them I wrote down similarities for them and I said that they are driven by desire for discovery and I also wrote that they suffer from, like, the, their loneliness. And I thought about their loneliness was the cause of what they are trying to do in this world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote down they both pushing their boundaries of the desire for knowledge. And this will stop at nothing to achieve their ambitions. Which I thought, I don't really know about Walton. I'm kind of confused on why I wrote that for Walton. But for Frankenstein, <laughs> I wrote... I understood why I wrote that was because of not just the, I guess, the adventure this led to because of the monster, 
I think this also gave him a, how do I say, like, a connection to himself, like, deeply, Mm -hmm. saying how all this was led by him, which we kind of all know, but he also finds out, like, his true emotions for everyone, especially, like, for his parents, for, like, and, like, his loved ones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I'm done. Okay, so I agree. I think what you said was great, but I'm going to go a little off topic real quick because I have a question. Okay. Okay, so, you know, it asked about their differences. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was, like, I was thinking about it, and, like, obviously, like, in my... Oh, I heard my echo, sorry. In my head, I think that, like, Walton's responsibility to his crew was, like, on a smaller scale than Frankenstein's responsibility to, like, the human race, I guess. Because, like, of the thing he created and Walton was just responsible for that group of people. Mm-hmm. But, um, I like, Walton, even with the smaller people, ultimately and immediately chose everybody else. And eventually Frankenstein did, but do you think that he's, like, significantly more, like, selfish than Walton? Because, like, even though he um, did choose, like, the humans in the end, I guess throughout the whole book he's kind of driven by doing things for himself, like, even getting revenge, it's for him, not for anybody else. Really? Yeah. Definitely think that Victor's a lot more selfish than Walton in that sense because, like, like what you said, like, he always thought for himself, but then, like, eventually did the human, like, um, thought of the human race. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you have this, like, monster that, like, you don't know what's gonna happen with it, like, you should always try to think, like, what would happen to the other people, not necessarily yourself because like that's your creation that's your responsibility mm-hmm. and now to our commercial break oh 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 please auto parts all right thank you o'reilly auto parts for sponsoring that next question or for this question now and it says if i can find it oh wrong slide oh my <laughs> um, it says what does it mean to be a monster who is the real monster in frankenstein is victor the well intention yet trouble scientist the monster or is, or is his creation the monster? Are they both monsters in their own way? I kind of already answered this question, and I can go first. Okay. <laughs> like I said before with that yin-yang sign, I believe, however, because I didn't know which side is which, mm-hmm. I think the monster is actually the one with the light, with more of the white and the little black in the middle or on the side. And on the other side is the darker side, which I think is the scientist. Because of how I also said before, with that whole, like, circle uh, thing I mm-hmm. talked about, how, like, if it was good, it stopped. But if it was bad, it ended in a whole situation. Mm-hmm. And so, in my opinion, I think the scientist is the monster here. So I you. think that they're both kind of monsters because I think they're connected. And how we were saying before that, like, the Victor is, like, he created the monster based off himself. So I think it's, like... They're both connected, and I think mm-hmm. they're both very selfish, so that's why, like, they're both, like, they think selfishly, and they don't really think of others, and then it's, like, the downfall for other people. Okay, wait, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think the monster became his own person at the end? Yes. <laughs> so, do you think they're still connected? Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, I, my, my thing is, because they have the same ideas because he learned based off Victor, but mm-hmm. um, he became his own person. He made his own choices, 
but they're similar to Victor's. That's why I think they're connected. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> good one, good one. Okay, so I was thinking about this, and I don't know who, like, I don't know if they're both equally monsters, but I do think they are both monsters. Like, I don't think that Victor's a monster for creating the creature, because he had good intentions. I think that he's a monster for leaving him behind. That's like abandoning a child, you know? Oh, so you think of the monster, but it's a different perspective of the monster. I don't know. I think, like, like, what? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, not like a monster, like, that's, like, scary or, like, that's, like, like, let's say, in, like, in the real world, like, goes to jail for, like, having murder. Yeah. But more of a monster that is, like, a subtle one. The one that I think like... it's, like, an emotional monster. Yeah. He's, like, an undercover monster. Exactly. Okay, continue. Um, sorry. And then I think that the creature is, like, I mean, obviously, he's physically what we think of as a monster. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think that that is Victor's fault. Not like I mean, obviously, his physical appearance is Victor's fault, but the monster within the creature is Victor's fault for leaving him behind and not showing him any other way. Because, sorry to add on, because you said that, I feel like the book shows us like a physical monster that like we can say like, oh, that's for sure a monster because he looks uh-huh. like he has the appearance of a monster. But then also Victor is also a monster because of these things, his actions. So mm-hmm. I think it shows, like, the two, two different types of monsters that we, like, face. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with, like, what all you guys were saying. Like, they're definitely both monsters in their own ways. Like, the mon- like the creature being a monster for, like, the things that, like, he's done and, like, ultimately the way that he looks, like, in the book. Like, it's just, like, probably one of the main reasons why he's considered a monster because of the mm-hmm. way he looks. Um, but Victor, like, is a monster because, like, he made the creature that way. And, like, how he bet with Santa, like, like, he basically abandoned him like a child. So, like, that just, like, left the creature to, like, like kind of, like, ref- like how um, I think Acacia was saying, like, they both, like, are selfish in their own way. So, like, the creature is, like, almost like a reflection of, like, Victor's self in a way, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely both, like they were both became unintentionally became monsters mm-hmm. but i think the real monster is society because it tells people oh yeah because Ooh, it tells who they are and what they are even though they don't want to be that so like all of the people in that town told the monster that he was uh, told the creature that he was ugly and that he like mm-hmm. was just he would, didn't deserve to be in part of their society and then for victor they told him that he couldn't do those things but he did it anyways Good one. Yes. Good one. That was applies wow. to wow. She ends it with a banger. Wait, time. <laughs> oh, never mind. I thought <laughs> we can like that to like the real world because like so, like our society in the real world is like such a monster too. Like the way we have like these like you know like quote unquote like perfect ideals for people that are like just like so like not real. Like, they're just, like, mm-hmm. so out of proportion and stuff. Like, that, like, the society is the monster for, like, making, like, the creature, like, be this, like, like certain way. That's very true. Like, how, like, society is, I guess, more of a positive and a negative thing. Kind of, like, I want to say, like, a magnet. Like, you know, like, how a magnet has, like, opposites attract? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I think is what happens, like, with people, with our society. I think the society attracts the both positive and negative pe- people's features. And so what I'm saying like that is, like, so, like, you know how there's the good and the evil 
and like there's always those people in the team that can't choose. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh how people had the good what's the word? Like they're doing what's good for them but what's bad for everyone around them. Mm-hmm. And there's people that's like good for everyone but bad for themselves. It's all about what how they treat themselves and treat the society in their like whole realm and especially like during like corona and like how quarantine's happening it can definitely lead to like having people to not be themselves anymore like you you could see people as like every day of being super happy but like during quarantine it could just make them really upset and like how communication is like one of the big problems of what people need to know yeah and, people like, need human interaction and things like exactly that. that too and that's it's just upsetting Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Time. <laughs> well, I'd just like to thank you guys for joining me in this podcast. Thank you for Miss for Miss Collingsworth for letting us choose our own people, and have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Thank you.